Welcome to the Table for Two podcast. Today, I am talking to Sarah and Brent of Dashboard Living. They're not only two really fun people to talk to and really hilarious, they love to travel all around Nova Scotia and beyond and focus on local business, you know, resorts, local spots to visit, and uh, they really, really know hospitality, and uh, we're going to have some great conversation. Hey everyone, it's the Table for Two podcast. My name's Adam Purcell, and I'm on my way to the Road Regret Tavern. The Road Regret Tavern. I don't know, I don't know if like I don't know what kind of picture that paints in my head, but it's going to be interesting because I'm going to go see my friends Sarah and Brent of Dashboard Living. If you don't know who they are, just go check out dashboardliving.com. Pretty much everywhere. So I'm on my way there, and oh, look at them right there. Look at that. Why'd you guys ride the bus here? Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, hey! Why'd you guys take the bus? I don't know. I'm trying something new. (laughs) We're trying something new. Sarah doesn't like parking, so we thought we'd uh, actually just take the bus and walk. Avoid parking at all costs. And 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 if if that wasn't the case, she'd be driving tonight because I'm going to be drinking. Fair enough. Fair enough. So are you... uh, So who is usually the the DD most of all? Brent. Yeah. Me. So this was my I was one. Kind of, I'm not going to say anything, but I was kind of thinking that this this is my one chance to get out and let loose. Let it rip. You figured Adam's probably a good time, and I want to have some beers. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Beers. Some beers. We're beers gonna go in the tavern. <laughs> so the Road Regret Tavern. So yeah. So um, let's get in here. You guys, right. you guys been here before? Yeah, a couple of times. Okay, let's go in here. You now bring me to your favorite spot. I'll okay. follow you. We like this back corner table, so we'll do that. So the back corner. So that's good. You can actually see. Yeah, the restaurant. That's, that's what I do. I always pace myself in a corner so I can see what's going on, mm-hmm. and also so that I can say things that, like, <laughs> people. Not everybody will hear all of my offensiveness. Unless they can read lips. Right. But you, but you want to face. Sarah I like always, to face Sarah out. Sarah always faces out, yeah. and I always get the crappy seat. <laughs> so you're always turning around, going, um, like, "Okay, who's yeah. that?" And she's, know, her eyes are wandering. <laughs> she's yes. watching, right? Yes. She, she wants to be when when we go out. She wants to be the only person that I look at is her. So that's right. Pick, pick well, of course you would. That's of course. That's it's hard to take your eyes off her, obviously, right? Well, that that, that <laughs> is true. Well, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm, I'm giving you an it assist. It is true, here. especially especially once the ribs come. You'll see what okay. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they have good ribs here. Amazing. Oh my ribs. Ew, I hate. And you have ribs. all your fingers <laughs> after all the ribs. Yeah, gotcha. So let's get a drink. Um, what what should I have here at the Road to Red Tavern? Mm, Brent likes craft. Crafty beer. I'm a craft beer type of person. And they make their own here? And they do. They do have uh, a few craft beers on tap. All right. So uh, I like a lager, a lighter. A lighter beer? You so. probably, you probably uh, would go with... Uh, <laughs> the squirrel's nuts? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is... That is I, think that, I think that is actually is a beer. Is it really? I think so. That's a clever name for a beer, I think. Is it? I'm more of a stout girl myself. Stout. You're big in the oyster yeah. stout. I do love an oyster stout or, or an oatmeal stout. Okay. I'm gonna go with the bottom of the barrel. And, I, and, <laughs> and I'm a red or a blonde. I, I think it just has to do with preferences in general. Fair enough. I get you. I see where you're going <laughs> yeah. with this. I see your room with this. <laughs> Here's our beers. Cheers. 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 So, thank you very much for for coming on you guys came a long way to meet me here at the road regret, road regret tavern i was gonna say the road rash tavern the road, road regret tavern and uh we connected last year through yeah. chit chat chop and i've been watching what you guys do which is awesome to watch and rather than me 
say words that Brent doesn't like hearing, like blogger and vlogger and stuff. And why don't you <laughs> tell people, like, tell, this is appetizer time, tell us what you're about. Yeah. This, this is a funny thing, because this is one thing that we do not like talking about a great deal. I know, you just, so you just said that before we, started. <laughs> before we started. I know. I know, it's something that... It's hard for us to self-promote and describe what we do, even though now we practice describing what we do, because it's something that is kind of, we, we made it up. We made up our job, mm-hmm. as many people in the creative space have, I think. And it's evolved. What, yeah. we, what we originally started doing, and what the, the original idea was, um, and this is probably something that not a lot of people know, is it started out as, I was a business student at NSCC, yeah. and uh, it started out as a business a project and developing business plans, developing marketing plans, taking courses. And the whole concept, or my, my whole education, was I had this business idea, and I was just having it grow through the time I was taking the course. Yep. And then um, Sarah and I sat down and, and started talking about something that we actually wanted to do and pursue and start up a business. And it, the business changed a few times along the way. But Why are you being so vague about it? Why, why am I being so vague? Yeah. Like it was going to be a travel and apparel. Travel company. and apparel. And and <laughs> it was one of those things that at the time, it would suggest that Sarah said, well, the best thing to do is have an audience, have a blog, yeah. be able to have a brand to then be able to get people behind and mm-hmm. get excited about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I said, if you want to have a travel and apparel company, you need to have a blog first. Like you have to have an online presence. Mm-hmm. And so we started building this travel-based online community, Dashboard Living, and that has just morphed into something that we never would have expected, which is lots of consulting. We specialize in influencer and content marketing. We do content creation, video production. A lot of those things, and they they were spins off of what we were doing as part of the blog, and we still have an element of apparel and travel and all that type of stuff in there as well but it's just something that continued to grow and continue to evolve and we learned and we embraced challenges and mm. things that came up and opportunities presented themselves and we kind of jumped in with both feet and see where it takes us. The rest us. is history. Wow. So as you were talking I didn't want to interrupt so I just ordered the nachos. You said the nachos here are great right? Yeah, so they should, be, good. Nachos are they awesome. should be here. Um, so Dashboard, so when did this journey begin? Um, Four years ago, we started, was it four years? Probably five for the initial thought, and then the evolution really started rolling in the last four years. Yeah. So the, con- the concept was there, and it was, for the, for the first little bit, for the, for the first little bit, it, 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 you always have those little hesitations whether something's going to work out, and you kind of delay in starting something or doing something. Mm-hmm. And I think it was until... Because Brent's a big planner yeah. and I'm the big risk taker. So I was like, let's start. Let's start right now. And let's he's like, whoa, 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 let's have and a I'm plan. And I'm like, let's have a bit of a plan. And, and so... Like, the plans are lame. So I think for the, for, the first, for the first year, it was all about planning and not enough doing. Doing. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, then we started doing. And uh, yeah, I think it was Sarah that kind of just kept nagging and pushing and saying, come on, let's get going, let's get going, let's get going. And then one day I was working, I came home, and she had her website domain. 
website built, social media launched. Every, everything is ready to go. A couple bookings already. Yeah. Like, what I'm are like, you doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, it's kind of a good. It was kind of a good blend because Sarah's the creative aspect, and, and mm-hmm. I'm the numbers type of guy. So when you, you're totally different story, but you're kind of preaching. They're talking about the same thing as going through the creative process, and, and what I do now is the same. Because trying to explain someone. It's hard. You got an hour for me to explain? Yeah, it's yeah. difficult. Sit down, get your notepad out. So how do you get over to anyone that's listening that maybe has a side hustle or mm. is just starting out? How do you get over the people that are saying you're crazy? What are you trying to do? How did you get over? There must have been some naysayers, right? So many naysayers and they still exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, Brent and I, this is going to be a little woo-woo-y, mm-hmm. but we are serious about personal development. We do a lot of... We do a lot of work on our own personal growth, and we actually teach some personal development stuff now. We're just about to launch a community sort of around that. And the biggest thing was just learning to not let that, like, it's not, um, what's the quote I like? Like, don't let people with the cheap seats have an expensive opinion in your life. Like, so if there's something you want to do, every big idea I think that's ever happened, like any huge revolutionary thing, people said it was crazy and it could never happen. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to have the wherewithal to do it anyway. Yeah, and, and I think my take on that is the side hustle is a lot more fun when it's something you're really passionate about, right? Because all of a sudden, you don't mind spending a couple more hours a day doing something or an extra 10-15 yeah. minutes and especially in the start we were also a believer in every day doing one thing to move yourself to forward. propel you forward yeah mm-hmm. and and we still do that yeah, every day one thing a lot of people think that they have to do everything all in the one day as opposed to one thing every single day to take you to where you have to go yeah right? mm-hmm. so that's where we kind of stand on that, and that's one of the few things we agree on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing, like you, you know, couple mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. 24-7-ish. Yes, we are. Yep. And there's, there's some 23, challenge. 23-7. 23, <laughs> 23 going into it, we're not talking about now, but going into it, was there a worry like, where it was like, oh, this is going to be great, we're together all the time, or were you like, do we really want to jump into this? Yeah, I don't think there was really... There was definitely some consideration because I left my full-time job to do this full-time a year before Brent left his full-time job to also do this full-time. And I don't think there was worry about us working together all the time because I do as much as we banter is part of our shtick, we get along great. We're, we're best friends and we balance, balance each other really well. Um, but we learned quickly that you need to put some, for us anyway, we needed to put some boundaries in place in terms of if we're gonna be working together, living together, playing together, traveling together. So we actually have separate office spaces in the house. And we have time that we go and we work on our own projects that need to be worked on and we don't interrupt each other, mostly. Mostly. Brent does bust in the office quite a lot. I pop in quite a bit and say, listen, (laughs) this is what we gotta do. Um, But yeah, I think a big thing too is um, having that ability, because Sarah, Sarah had done this for a little while, like she said before me, and I worked in, a, in an industry where you worked a lot in teams. So having a smaller team definitely played a bit of a factor, and having the team aspect has a lot of knowledge. So we became a lot more reliant on each other to develop certain skills mm-hmm. that we needed, or we recognized we needed, to continue to move our business forward. because. 
if you have an IT problem when you work for a big company, you go the easiest the IT thing, you, you get an IT person. So Not now. Some, some <laughs> of those things take a little bit of time and take a little bit of patience and to be able to deal with some of those aspects where you never had to or I never had to mm. before. So it's a good learning curve for sure. And then, yeah. yeah, and then the IT, IT department actually thinks you're like thinks you're stupid yeah. <laughs> like why don't you know this yeah. and then the same person has to come back and call 42 times for the yeah, same yeah. issue yeah totally but as an entrepreneur you know this like the buck stops with you so if there's a problem in your business all of a sudden if you're used to a corporate setting where yep. you can always get support it's not like that anymore and so you have to learn that yeah. whole thing and having mm-hmm. the mindset of there's going to be problems and if you don't like solving problems on your own maybe go you back to your job yeah. for the IT support therapy yep. you know, yeah. you know, exactly, so. exactly. I don't know. You didn't get any of those nachos because as you guys were talking, I was jamming them in. But I've got the menu in front of me here. And you guys, what should what should I have? Because it looks like there's a lot. This is like a really good burger spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brent so what, loves burgers. So I love he's burgers. your guy. I love poutine at a tavern mm-hmm. if they have cheese curds. If they only have and mozzarella, you, I don't want it. But why would you take me to the Rotary Bread Tavern if there wasn't one with poutine yeah. with cheese curds? Well, there is. Layered. Layered? Mm-hmm. Layered poutine. No cheese curds. Oh, layered cheese. Oh, like not just on the top. Interesting. See? I know where all the best ones are. Which is why we're here. <laughs> we're at tavern. So I'm, I think I'm just going to order the burger. You Absolutely. Good. Burgers are awesome. I'm, I'm all burgered out. Burger week just happened, so I'm going to go with the ribs. The ribs? Ribs it is. Rib, ribs. Nothing better than ribs and coleslaw. Mmm. Fries. Mmm. So... This podcast is obviously about, I love bringing on people to talk about what you do, but hospitality is kind of my jam since I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, you deal with a lot of people that are in the direct hospitality industry, and you're in the hospitality industry. So what is... What is your thoughts on hospitality? How important is it to, to when you deal with people? Yeah, so it's everything. I feel like it's everything. I have many thoughts, but... I feel, first of all, I think customers are the lifeblood of any business. And I think sometimes people don't say that as an answer. I feel like sometimes people say money's the lifeblood or whatever. And I think, I think obviously you need money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting lots of money. But customers are the lifeblood. And the only way to make them happy is to have amazing hospitality skills. And I also think sometimes... It gets lost, especially in like where we live, because we have a we have the reputation of being really nice, like in this area, in this part of the world. So our philosophy is nice isn't enough in terms of hospitality. Like you can't just rely on being a nice person. That it has to go beyond that and really wanting to serve your customers and make everyone that you can feel special. Mm-hmm. And I think some people do it very, very well, and some people not so much. <laughs> and I also think, too, if you can get away from competing on price alone, you will have far more success. Because when you can show value... In other ways. In other ways, and you can show added value, businesses have a lot better chance of, for succeeding than competing against Just price across price price product. Town, yeah. on, price across the street and I, I always bring up quotes during this and you actually just took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> so this one's by Jerry Fritz who I don't even know what Jerry Fritz is but this is speaks to your point 
You'll never have a product or price advantage again that can easily be duplicated. Mm. But a strong customer service culture can't be copied. That's so yeah. weird. I did not read that. That's <laughs> so weird that we just said that. I know, that. but you said, but it, I, honestly, every time I had Tina Cup Elbow, Cup Elbow here the other day, um, and not here, the Roboca Tavern, but the other, no, another no, spot, no. the Foodie Flaneur. And it's funny, I had these oh, I had these quotes written down like I have here. Yep. And she'd be talking, and it would just yeah, like, wow. let into that quote because, yeah, prices and, and you can have burger beer specials, you can have all these yeah. discounts, but a true relationship when you build you build a, uh, a relationship with a client or a customer, they're like, you got them. Yeah. Yeah. Once you really have them yeah. and, and they, they know that you're not just out to get their money. No. Right? Well, I mean, and the beauty of it is people will pay a premium for an amazing experience mm-hmm. that really has nothing to do with the actual product. Yeah. Very and, little to do with it. And from the sales perspective, it's so much easier to keep a customer happy and bring them back than it is to acquire, to new. acquire a new customer. Yeah. It costs mm-hmm. a lot more money. And I also think, too, because our world is the way it is right now and everything is online, like we're all online, we run a whole business online, Mm -hmm. people, I feel, are yearning is not a word that I love, but like they're really wanting that human connection Mm -hmm. and they really want to know. What's going on in the kitchen back there? (laughs) I feel like people really want that human connection and they really want that like authentic relationship with the mm. businesses that they're doing business with. Yep. And so I think it presents a really unique opportunity now with the landscape the way it is online for those who do hospitality really well to sort of rise above the rest. And I, and I think, absolutely, and I also think that something that's really common is a lot of people talking about shopping local, mm-hmm. right? And shopping local is very important, right? But there has to be a reason to, to, shop, keep, local? to shop local, yeah, right? And not just because it's local. Yeah, because people people shop people shop or they go to town or they go to try different restaurants. They drive two hours for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And if locally you have an amazing experience, people are going to come to your establishment for that. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to kind of not competing on price. So I think the whole local aspect is, is very important because it's something that's really popular and a lot of people want the local economy to be stimulated, mm-hmm. but it, as soon as you start upping the game and the hospitality, the customer service, the selection, the quality, you're going to start getting a lot more people infusing your business. So do you think a soup Nazi type business can exist coming in the next few years, like one that is you come in and you follow their rules or the hospitality like would you go to one that's yeah. the, the soup's so good yeah. that you got to go there but it, would it turn you off it turns me off because i just think like to brent's point and we are huge local supporters obviously like i think it's super important but i don't think same the same way we say night being nice isn't enough being local isn't enough either mm-hmm. i think it it all has to come together for an experience that's memorable that makes people feel a certain way and leaves them you know better than they came in or feeling better than they felt when they came in and Mm -hmm. and so no to me businesses like that and they exist you know we've been in plenty and i think yeah hard pass i'm not gonna be coming back here and i won't be recommending it either it's brutal so you actually (laughs) you you guys get brought in you know we're Full transparency. Yeah. This burger's amazing, by the way. How's your protein? How's your protein? Delicious. Delicious. Lots of cheese. Curtains. You guys like another beverage? I'm going to have another beer. We will probably have multiple beers. Okay. <laughs> a pitcher. Get a pitcher. I'm going to have a flight next. <laughs>
you get brought in for um, to help with brands and like, hey, come to our hotel or come to our resort, come to our restaurant. Mm-hmm. It must be awkward. <laughs> you don't have to say a place, obviously, yeah. but it must be awkward. Then you get brought in because they they hear you got to bring influencers to share the story. This is what you do, and you get in yeah. there and you're like, why do you want anyone to know about this? Because yeah. it's broken. Yeah. What do you do? So we have the luxury because we we don't we do work for agencies every now and then on campaigns and that's a different thing you kind of go and do what they've asked you to do but we're always really clear with them and and mostly we just do it ourselves we manage ourselves so we're up front with any brand that brings us in that we give an authentic account of what's happened so if it's not good we're not going to say it was good so you just not say or do you are you careful the way we it varies we're not about crapping all over local businesses or anything like that. So typically our audience will know if we've gone somewhere and we've talked about going there and then they hear nothing, it was bad. You know, like it wasn't good. Sometimes later we'll talk about what was not good about it. Yep. Um, luckily it's usually a great experience, but we have had to have some awkward conversations. The other thing I think that's really important, and this happened to us actually last year at a restaurant, is... If we have a less than ideal experience, we'll give them more than one shot. Like we'll typically go back unannounced a few times and figure out if that was just an anomaly or if like it's usually like that, and then we make our, and I, I you think, know, our plan moving forward. And from I think that. too, we take the responsibility ourselves to be able to. We're there to help, provide insight. So to be able to do that while we're on site, to be yeah. able to say, Listen, this, this something's is, broken. Something is not working here, and. Um, we can't share this because we're not behind it. Yeah. So it allows the business to, to be able to talk about or talk to us about how we feel it should be and give us give them the opportunity mm-hmm. to fix it up and maybe we'll come back at a different time yeah. too. Are they usually receptive? Usually? Um, usually. Depends who you talk depends. to. Depends who you talk to. Yeah. Because it, it's sort of split. I would call it 50-50. Yeah. And even within, sorry, within brands, like often like one example is there were two partners. One partner was super receptive and wanted our feedback and appreciated it because it was something that, so they had somebody managing this particular, it was an Airbnb offsite, so they owners weren't there. Mm-hmm. One owner was really happy that we told you know them what we noticed yep. and the other wasn't so you get that sometimes sort of depending on the personalities yep. but we're talking about the one percent like usually our experiences are great most brands we've worked with we've had really good experiences and we also make a point if we're writing a piece it's not all rainbows and butterflies and we don't want it to be like that like we really try hard to give our audience insights into what they can expect so we usually do an overview and then I also try and include like good to knows at the bottom mm-hmm. and that's where we can put things like good to know your meal won't come out warm no good <laughs> <laughs> to know you like the food's food? no. Yeah. No. no but like good to know there's no parking on site so prepare to pay for parking things like that like mm-hmm. things that are maybe not like super positive but we're spinning not spinning them but we're divulging in just a way so that people don't arrive and they're surprised by certain mm-hmm. aspects <laughs> that's a really roundabout way of saying that Cheers. 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 This squirrel's nuts is amazing. This squirrel's nuts is amazing. amazing. <laughs> Statistics suggest that when customers complain, business owners and managers ought to get excited about it. The complaining customer represents a huge opportunity for more business. Zig Ziglar. We all love Zig Ziglar, mm-hmm. right? 
so that speaks to your point like again you just you just spoke exactly what that talks about where you have to you have to listen I have um, people I know that I can't I used to run a restaurant and they'll say oh I can't wait till I get older and I can run a restaurant I'm like because I've got my ways I want to do things and I love the way they have all these ideas of the way mm. things should be and I would say like first of all do you like your money you know it's a mm. tough business and second <laughs> of all if you're you want to show people your smarts about how everything is be careful because you have to be open what if you you think this steak or this thing is amazing and, and your customers hate it. It. Yeah. Yeah. like you have to change you, mm. you can't stick to your guns or else it's going to be and, your meal right? so. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the same as just about any industry yeah. right yeah. and any type of product that comes out you're going to have some people who don't, don't really it. like it yeah. mm-hmm. and so we kind of have a bit of a philosophy where we the top 5% well that rave about it it's awesome that they do yep. but you have 5% that are probably going to be yeah. not very happy with it mm-hmm. but there's the 90%, 90% are the ones who are going to kind That's of the majority are going to help propel your your business so those are the people that you want to make sure that you're catering to and you're really mm. growing with I think too and especially like we do a lot of work with smaller brands some large as well that it's difficult I think as business owners and we're the same way to take feedback and you have to learn I think it's so valuable to learn to step back and pull your ego out of it and actually look at it from the perspective of okay this is feedback that is super valuable and I what can I learn from this and how can we do better but that's hard because it's your thing and you've put your blood sweat and tears into this business it's your baby it's it's your whole life and then somebody criticizes it that can be difficult and like you said when you first started out five years ago what you thought this what your model was going to be it's, it's not, totally changed yeah. right? if you stuck to that day, this is what we're going to do yeah where would you be today yeah you'd be probably still working at corporate still and yeah you'd be you know doing what you're doing, what are you yeah. doing? i worked for a media company and before that i owned a gym <laughs> Sweet. Weird. Sweet. So we'll do some calisthenics after. Yeah, we'll do calisthenics We'll do now. some burpees after. Some burpees. I hate burpees. I those, are like the, those are like hell. <laughs> so before we move to the dessert, which I usually like to get a really good story, is there a story you can share that is obviously not using names, like something not <laughs> awesome, funny, even like a funny one, oh. not to yeah, offend anyone. I have a funny one. We have many not awesome. We also have j- way more awesome. Yeah. The funniest one recently, we've been served rotten food. That's not the funny one. And we have no problem saying this is rotten. <laughs> Take this back. Um, the funniest one recently was we were, at a, we were at a restaurant. And they have pizzas and calzones on the menu. And, and they cross over. So, like, you could get, like, a Greek pizza or a Greek calzone. Did you say calzone? Is that how you say it? Calzone. 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 Anyway, Brent ordered the calzone. And it came out as a pizza. And we all said, oh, he ordered the the calzone because we all heard it. And she goes, no, he didn't. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the response. <laughs> yes, he did. Like, Excuse me, waiter, can I get another beer, please? <laughs> another another not, round. Not to mention, and something like that. And, and even It was just a weird response, like not very friendly. No, he didn't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> even if for... Or what did she say? He didn't say that. That's what she said. He didn't say that. Even if the person didn't, which he 100% did say calzone, but even if they didn't, and when it comes to the table and the person goes, oh, I wanted the pizza or I wanted the calzone, and they didn't, the answer is still, oh, okay, no problem. Like, I'll get it switched. Sorry, I misheard you. Misheard, misunderstanding, apologies. That's the response. (laughs) 
Again, to go over once again, that's a response. <laughs> because when we go back there, we take a lot of people out to dinner. No, like we're mm. not probably going to go if if we know the the you know whoever's serving is going to be crappy. And what's the name of that place again? <laughs> <laughs> the Do Not Enter Cafe. It was not the Rotor Red Tavern. It was no. not the Rotor Red Tavern. That burger was crazy. The <laughs> squirrels nuts. I'm um, squirrels nuts. <laughs> I am ready for dessert. You guys ready yeah. for dessert? So ready. So we're in a smaller town here, and, and I maybe I'm. Sorry, sorry. Keep on. What are you kicking? Yeah. I keep there? kicking things. Can you try to play footsies with me. This is Kinda. awkward. This is really awkward. <laughs> Um, so I, my family has cottages in St. Stephen, Brunswick, mm. cottage and house there. So when I think of smaller towns, I think of that diner that has those homemade pies. Mm. How are the pies here? Well, I'm not a pie person, so you're asking the wrong, barking up the wrong tree. I, I like pies. Um, you I, love I, really I, traditional traditional pies. type pies, okay. like the apple pie. Yep, is. And Is like classic? lemon meringue and coconut no, cream. No, 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 not lemon meringue. But no, coconut no. cream you like. Coconut cream and wild berry. Wild berry? Wild so, so is that one berry or is no, it a bunch of berries? No, it's like a whole bunch of berries. All the berries. All, all the wild berries into one pot. And they have that here? They, they do have it. And it's served with like, um, it's, does it have grape nut ice cream? Vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Can I ask you a question? People that are, that are uh, know about the area, is grape nut ice cream only a maritime I don't know because I would never order it. I don't know. My mom loves it. My mom loves it. That's good. Yeah, that's the demographic. Yeah, that's the demographic. <laughs> this is, this is not the demographic for this podcast or your brand. <laughs> you 80 year old women from Bridgewater, that's not your demographic? No. Man. Although was, we think was, they're fabulous. They are fabulous. My mom, <laughs> love you. She doesn't listen. She's like, hello. Whatever. <laughs> we gave her a Kobo and she's like, don't care. Okay, I got my, uh, tw- I play 21 every day. I'm like, no, you're supposed to read on that. Read it. It's for reading. It's for reading. So that's what I'm gonna order. I'm gonna order. What do you order? I'm gonna order it, um, creme brulee. <laughs> <laughs> they have creme. Yeah. They have everything at the Rotary <laughs> Tavern. Oh. Okay, bread pudding. I'm ordering bread pudding. It's my that second is your, favorite. Your brand is like is definitely more more fluffy than I I'm know. Gonna I'm order. fluffy. <laughs> I am. <laughs> if they don't have creme brulee, I don't want to eat here. Oh my gosh. So I actually always get the server to bring extra napkins because I. I'd like to get mushy in the dessert. Okay. So do you have a fantabulous story of hospitality to share? Yeah. We knew you were going to ask this question. And I said to Brad, and I asked you if it had to be from Nova Scotia, and you said no. So I said, on the count of three, Brent, like, what's the best hospitality experience you've ever did? And we said, one, two, three. And we both said, Rabbit Hill Inn in Vermont. Because they were just, what's the name of that town we were in? Do you remember? Very rural. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that. Don't care. I know, I'm kicking, I'm kicking the same <laughs> plug. I'm kicking the same plug as you are. Anyway, the <laughs> Rabbit Hill. <laughs> yeah, so we went there last winter for a project we were working on, and it was just one of those places that the second you, even before we walked through the front door, it's a husband and wife team, he comes running out to greet you in the doorway. They treat you like family the entire time you're there. In Lower Waterford. It's in Lower Waterford, Vermont. And um, I, th- I think the cool thing about it is, as, as you're driving up and we got out of the car, and we, were, we got there a little early, so we didn't know if we could check in on time. Um, he was outside shoveling the driveway, and he came around. He left what he was doing, came around, and he talked to us for a couple minutes, mm-hmm. even before we got there. And at this time, we didn't know 
that he actually, we thought maybe he was maintenance some, a maintenance yeah. person or something. Yeah. But he talked to us and he, he said, here, let me let me help you. Took, a, took her bags, helped us go all the way through. And when we got inside and we checked in and we talked to the, to the owner, she said, oh yeah, that was my husband. And having no idea and how nice it was just to be even greeted and brought all the way in. Like, kind of as a, if it was a really big special occasion and he didn't know anything about us. Like, we were just normal guests. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, they just treated us like family. One standout for me was they have, like, this beautiful fine dining restaurant on site. Mm -hmm. And we had made reservations. We left our suite because their suites are sort of detached. It's not all in one building. Yeah. So we left our suite. We came down for dinner. We were gone, what, an hour? An oh, hour and a half, so. maybe? And when we had come back, so they had been watching your reservations, knew what your schedule was. All the candles in the room were lit. The music was on. The fireplace was on. There was, like, chocolates on the pillow. The bed was turned down. It was, like, this whole thing. And I thought, well, like, that's attention to detail. We met a couple while we were there who had been coming for 25 years, every year for 25 no to the same resort because of that because they're just so sweet and just you instantly love them and you didn't ever want to leave we, we stayed there for the second night as well yeah and we were just sitting they had like a little parlor area and we were sitting in there and they they the bring owner, out a hot chocolate well she came over and she said so what's your plans for today and we said well we're going to go do some exploring and check some stuff out and she goes come here and so she, we came with her to the front, and she took out a map, and she pointed out a whole bunch of things. She said, these are some of the things that people typically do, but these are some really cool things. And she helped us plan our itinerary, giving us time, giving us directions, giving us all these different types of things of some of the things that, these are the things that are really well publicized, and these are some things that not everybody knows about, oh. but they're really cool. And... Remember she asked us if we loved dogs and we had just lost our dog at the time. Mm -hmm. He was 15, it was like a thing. I was still super emotional about it. And I said, yes, we love dogs, you know, we just lost ours. And she said, well, you have to go. She gets at this book. There was a place called Dog Chapel in Vermont. It was highly emotional and not really publicized. You go there and it's where people go to remember their pets. So the walls of this chapel, I have pictures I'll send you, covered thousands and thousands and thousands of photos and they write notes to their do their wow. pets that have passed and, and it was this whole thing and she just, you know, gave us this special memory specific to us because if you're not a dog person you think well that's creepy like mm. no but, as but if you are you're like oh like it just and so we got to do this thing for Banj like we got to write a note and put it on the wall and sort of have that moment and it was a, f a chapel that used to be a like, person chapel a, 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 <laughs> a human chapel but to, to walk in and to see like thousands you would not there was notes stuck on top of notes layers and layers as high as people 10 feet high yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. all the way around so it was kind of a really cool thing it's something you're probably never going to see again and no. people come from all over the world just to do this and this is something that was in their backyard we would have had no idea no. about it and just to take the time to one get to know the get to know the person mm. to see yeah. if they actually like dogs or if and there's have a that connection. connection yeah and then help plan your trip, help plan your itinerary for the two days that you're going to be there to make it as memorable as you can, mm -hmm. to sit in the parlor with all the guests. Like, we're all sitting in with, with the guests, and I'm sure they have tons of things that they can be doing. They're business owners. But they spent 
so much time with their guests. Time with the guests, mm -hmm. sitting down, chatting, finding out about them. And this is where you get the 19, 20, 25 years of people coming back over and over again because of this type of interaction. Mm -hmm. The food was amazing, the turndown service was amazing. Even giving you the indication of what to do in, in the community and in, in the area mm -hmm. is something that was more than we bargained for when we planned to stay there. So it was something really cool and we think... It was so memorable. We've been raving about it ever since, yeah. that's how much. And but I think it was one of the things that actually was a huge standout because it's all those small little things all put to this together big experience. to make this big yeah. experience very memorable. The little things are the big things, right? Yeah. yeah. And so obviously they were born to do that. To do hospitality. Can that be taught? I think it can be taught if you like people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it can be taught if you like people. I think if you're the kind of person who doesn't really have a very high tolerance for other humans, then no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I do think you can learn to listen more, and I think we can probably all learn to listen more, and I think that's really a big part of it. It's a huge part. And Learning you, to listen. And you said, like, how big is this? How, how many rooms are there? There's probably about 15. 20? Yeah, 15, I was going to say 20. 20. So, when you really think of it, all they've done is they've made the effort Mm -hmm. to care they made the effort to pay attention to the little things that yeah. it's not rocket science that they can say oh when are they at dinner perfect great let's it's go incredible do they do it's not belittling yeah. what they did but yeah. they're actually doing it so yeah. when someone says we have great service at the wrap no they actually do you though yeah understand <laughs> what the reaction you get yeah. from it so now you're how many years ago was this this was only was, was it last, last year, year or two years no, it was like a year but ago. it's just like right there and, and they even like they friend you on facebook like mm -hmm. if you want to be facebook friend, like it's we still have a relationship with them it's mm -hmm. just I, th I think too it's yeah. a lot of those things that when 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 you go and you, you book a place to stay and you go in to order a meal or have an experience the very basic the very basic outcome is that service that meal that accommodation mm -hmm. right and that should be amazing anything you do above that that added value is the things that's going to stick out and people are going to remember. I think it's the humans, the human connection that elevates the experience. Because so lots of places have great food. Mm -hmm. Lots of places are beautiful. Yeah. And lots of places have sort of the base level of service. But if you can make a connection, like a real connection with someone, then that elevates the experience to a place that you, like, you can't buy that. Like it's just, you can either create it or not create it. And the way I look at it is customer service is the system. It's like mm -hmm. customer service. The service is this. You this is where you take the bag. Make sure you do this. Yeah. Bring this in. That's the system of mm -hmm. customer service. Hospitality mm -hmm. is everything else. Yep. Hospitality is the... That's why it's not southern customer service. It's southern hospitality. It's yeah. maritime hospitality. Yeah. Because yeah. it's... They made you feel like... Special. Oh, getting old. You almost got me with the dog thing. I was well, like, the oh dog my gosh. thing. We, have, we, we were do, shooting a video. And the whole video, I'm like can't even like I'm like ah, we're at dog chapel and it's so beautiful oh and I gosh. can't well I just took care of the bill because I'm rolling in it wow awesome. making it, it rain money we're gonna run out <laughs> dollar bills so let's go yeah, let's see that that was amazing meal was amazing sorry what what was the tip you left the tip what, what, what was the tip percent was it a tip 25 percent <laughs> standard standard 25 percent well I used to be a, used to be a waiter at a uh, very well-known watering hole in Halifax, <laughs> and I used to be like, mm. 
today if I had the money that I just money in threw, the bank. and it's amazing. It's <laughs> you want to tip your servers and stuff, but it was like it was almost like a game between. Yep. I worked at the lower deck was so it was a game between the waiters. We go there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I left a fifty dollar tip. Yeah. Now I'd be like, you idiots! Fifty dollar tip on a fifty dollar thing? You're crazy. Yeah, yeah it was cool. <laughs> Not cool. Yeah. Not cool when you have Not kids cool. and that kind of like mm. little Sammy could have like a bike now. Mm. Yeah, but no. No, he's gonna walk to school. I'm <laughs> scared. <laughs> 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 Is there anything you want to share? Like anything else? What else is happening? In, like. The world of dashboard living. Oh man, so many things. We just launched our new itinerary, Nova Scotia itinerary series, so mm-hmm. we're super excited about that. It's something we've been working on behind the scenes for four years. Four years, so it's kind of good to see one of those projects actually coming out, actually being complete. Yeah. Or what we feel it's yeah. going to be complete. Mm-hmm. And so we're building out details that you won't find in tour guides because they can't, mm. um, and we can. So I think that's going to be really fun. That's people really are really, it's being the first one went out last week and people are really excited about it. Um, yeah, Lots of travel coming up. Some travel coming up. We're also doing some work behind the scenes, uh, working with different businesses and brands, doing some consulting strategy mm-hmm. uh, to improve their exposure. It's crowded in the whole online space. So to be yep. able to come up with some creative solutions. To stand up the crowd. To be able to stand out and to uh, allow some of the the stuff that we've seen and the experience that we've had over the last few years to be able to start infusing some of that mm. and some of those good ideas. Yeah. Um, because if we don't let that out, it just torments us all the time. <laughs> so many ideas. So many ideas. All the ideas. <laughs> Get out of my head. But no, it's, it's kind of cool and uh, we're, we're excited about uh, some of the travel that we're doing. And yeah. Magdalen Islands coming right up. Magdalen wow. Islands. Yeah. Have you been? I have not been. No. You should go. This, I've heard. Take that girl of yours. Mm. Yeah, she deserves it. She mm. does she deserve it. it. We are going on a Disney cruise. Ooh, in yes, I knew oh. that. In a week. In a week. We can have wow. it. Wow. Can't wait. Awesome. Can't wait. Well, thanks. I got to get home to the Kiddlies and to Sarah, but thank you for taking the time. And thank you for bringing me to Road Regret Tavern. This place, I'll be back. Thanks awesome. for having us. Thanks it was having super us. fun. This, this is fantastic. our first podcast. Is it really? Yeah. I feel honored. <laughs> That's amazing. And I can't wait to be on yours. Awesome. Yeah, whenever we start it someday. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See, thank you. Thank you. See you later. Hey, Adam. <laughs> Let me start over. Hey Adam, thanks for inviting us out last night. It was super fun to get together. Just in case you have any questions for us, you can find us at dashboardliving.com or you can always shoot us off an email at dashboardliving at gmail.com.